0: Uh It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Well, not quite. I'll be talking about more than just the Benjamins. Welcome to Fintech Beat, where finance, technology, and policy come together. I'm your host, Chris Brummer, and the future of finance is now. Sustainable investment is not only rising in importance for regulators around the world, but also for the private sector. Indeed, companies from BlackRock to Vanguard have been increasingly vocal in the sector and have pushed entire industries towards everything from assessing sustainability of their supply chains to disclosing board diversity and their risk exposures to climate change. But sustainability isn't just the province of large companies. Startups are getting into the action as well and introducing new and innovative strategies all designed to break down barriers to ESG and enable its coming of age. Now, one particularly interesting company is FISIS, a platform launched by the Italian-born entrepreneur Stefania Di Bartolomeo to provide enhanced sustainable data, reporting, and other information on portfolios for funds and institutional investors. Now, FISIS is in many ways a sign of the times a data hub, investment tool, and potential reg tech application that defies an easy description. But in today's edition of The Beat, we'll nonetheless give it a try, and in the process, take a glimpse of one of the many new faces of FinTech. (laughs) Stefania, thanks so much for joining
1: the show. Thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. You know, not just me, but everyone at Vice is a huge fan of your podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. You know,
0: I, this is a really interesting uh, platform. And, and obviously, it's, it's in a field that's going to be uh, only more important uh, in the years uh, a- ahead. Um, but but I think it's it's worth maybe starting off uh, with this kind of, of project, just so the people understand the platform and, and kind of how it works. So maybe you can just sort of break down to us, you know, what is FISIS trying to do, and and what does it mean to put the, those aspirations on onto a platform?
1: Absolutely. So, Chris at FISIS, we leverage data to help investors understand, track, and measure the impact of their portfolios. So think of FISIS as this huge data library where we collect and store. Every any possible information on leased security. And then we simply display to investors so that they can really understand how their money is making a difference on the planet.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, I did take a little spin on the platform. I like to sort of see how, how these kinds of projects work. And you can basically come onto the platform, you, you, you log in, and then uh, you have an opportunity to identify, I guess, a, a fund or a company, and, and then you can press the name on of, of that company or fund and, and then effectively peer into um, uh, not only a sort of generic sustainability score, but also a, a bunch of the details relating to that score. Um, you, you, know, you know, one of those interesting issues is obviously then, you know, how do you create scores? Um, you know, how do you do this, especially in a world where the world itself is, is very quickly trying to grapple with a, a moving target? And, you know, certainly in the United States, we're, we're still struggling with creating them in the first place.
1: So, Chris, you mentioned something before. You say, how do we break down barriers in ESG? So one of the first things we do is that we really allow everyone to just search for a specific company or even for a fund and have a detailed report of how, uh, how many emissions that portfolio has generated or um, gender equality indicators. Or if you want to know about the world use of the company your portfolio, you can easily do that on our platform. And this is a little bit of a step ahead of just an ESG score. So, indeed, everyone else right now is moving toward creating ESG scores, which is an assessment. It's a, it's a way to say, this company is doing better than their peers, and we give them a score from 0 to 10, from 0 to 100. We do this as spices as well, but we don't focus just on score. I have learned that investors want to really get deep and understand how their money is contributing to specific sustainable goals. And this is what we are able to do at FISIS by leveraging a huge, actually an incredible set of data. Now, the score is actually important, but more important is probably to build some standards around sustainability. And this is what some of the regulations are really doing. In a world where every investor um, feels that they are starting to um, buy sustainable clothes or they're starting to buy organic, um, organic food, They're also quickly moving towards sustainable portfolios, but they don't know words like ESG or they don't know the meaning of an ESG score. So to us, breaking the barriers in the the fintech industry or probably better say in the general um, investment industry also means to deliver something that can be easily understood to the final investor. And that's why a score is a place where we start, but not where we end on our platform.
0: You know, that's really an important point, and there are some people out there who will say, look, it's virtually impossible to take potentially hundreds of different variables and reduce them all to one blunt number uh, that accurately reflects uh, sustainability. And meanwhile, there are others who are likely to draw attention to the fact that scores can have very different meanings depending on um, what in the E or the S or the G matrix you're, you're trying to emphasize uh, plus, people aren't always explicit about what they're trying to measure. You know, is, is this a score trying to assess where a company is, say, in relationship to gender diversity or the climate, uh, or is it trying to assess how far a company has come or, alternatively, uh, where it's going? But just getting back to your platform, uh, whatever the inclinations of the end user, uh, the data are still really important. Um, where do you source your data uh, for purposes of the platform? Um, There are all different kinds of data depending on the industry or topic you're trying to address from regulatory requirements to best practices. So what goes into your data mix and and, and how do you get those data and then run them through your methodology to create a composite picture?
1: So Our goal at FISIS is to be the most comprehensive data hub available. This also means that we are collecting in house data and we're partnering partnering with big data providers like MSCI, ESG, and Infinitive, and many others.
0: So, just for the audience, we're talking about major international investment research firms that provide stock indexes, uh, uh, portfolio risk, uh, I guess, and performance analytics. So what are you doing that's different?
1: Our goal is to really take a different approach than uh, what it's been doing out there. In ESG score, and mostly it's a best in practice score, best practice score, they um, try to analyze how well a company's been doing so far. Our approach is trying to focus on how well a company is going to be doing in the coming years. And if we also collect data that are in our data that are focusing on sustainable products and services because in ESG scores, we mostly focus on how well the company is behaving on their day-to-day, but it's not really telling you what is happening in terms of the products and services that they produce. And those products and services have a huge impact. So that's why on our platform, we have identified different pillars. One is an ESG score, and we don't just display a high level of ESG score, like the E and the S and the G score. We actually go deeper down, and we tell you on different indicator of the E how well the company is doing. Okay, For example, climate change issues, on water use, or on um, emission produced On social, we tell you if they have a sustainable policy uh, regarding supply chain if they treat employees with respect. On governance, we tell you like over 50 indicators of how well the company is doing in terms of diversity or gender equality, or even ODT, yes known ODT, which is a very key indicators um, when it comes to accounting. But this is just the first pillars in our platform. Then we have impact data. So, while on ESG, we give you a score on how well the company is doing on water use, on the impact pillars, we actually give you the raw data and we tell you how much water they have been using in their, prod, in their production. And then we compare that data with their peers and tell you which of the company has been more efficient in their water use. So, you really have this tangible experience of seeing how the company is contributing positively and negatively to the environment. Okay? And then we have another pillar that is totally in-house research, and it's about sustainable products and services. And it's not just about creating a revenue stream of how Apple, for example, is uh, you know uh, getting revenue from um, from an iPhone or from um, uh, a computer. No, it's about how new iPhone is more sustainable than the previous one. And then we assess that product and we create a short life cycle uh, evaluation of that product. Same thing for, I don't know, a real estate company.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really quite impressive that there's really a generic score, but then there's a lot of qualitative information and discussion, which I think is pretty useful, especially uh, when it's being paired with hard numbers and quantitative data. Uh So you're getting your data from big data providers, you're going to other publicly available data, and you're going and doing your own in-house research. Uh, But because you're taking your own swing at this, do you see yourselves as contributing to the process of standard setting? Um, It seems to me that just deciding on what things to be included and and examined, that you're taking a part in, in a very live and important conversation. Um, And and that's really a big task, a a really global task. And everybody is going to want to have their say in that process. Uh, How how do you put forward your value proposition, not just in terms of the technology, but then also in terms of your methodology?
1: See, This is such an exciting moment um, for sustainability because everybody is starting to wonder, how do we implement sustainability? How do we display sustainable portfolios? And uh, indeed, I I can tell you that we got a couple of calls even from regulators They were like, guys, you are at the forefront of sustainability and sustainable integration. can, can you help us figuring out a few things? And you know that was such a um, a, call, a good call for us because we we're like, yes, we, our, our aim is to, is to make a difference. It's not just to build a platform that investors can use. It's really to shift. The way people perceive investment and investment performance. With that said, uh, with that said, we we are realizing that the moment people get on our platform, the moment investors get on our platform, they are opening up their approaches to portfolio management because you can really input any security on the platform and get a detailed uh, analysis of financial and sustainable performance. And every fund manager, financial advisors, when they see this, they're like, wow, now I can really start telling a story to my client, or I can screen out a universe so that I'm making a difference into, mm, I don't know, gender equality, for example. So we, we don't see us as creating a new score and that's it, or a new methodology to build a score. We see FISIS as a platform that opens up opportunities to finally um lower the gap between people and investments because the moment you are investing with a bigger mission and you can track and measure that you are achieving that mission along financial performance that's when you're creating a totally different um perception into investing and so I think this is what we're really doing at finances
0: Yeah and just for clarification on on just that point when you are, are developing those sustainability metrics, right, and and, and 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 doing your sustainability assessment. How do you integrate that metric on its own terms to then the financial performance question?
1: See, financial performance is what investors are going after. After all, otherwise they will not invest. They will just give money to charity. But they can do so by aligning what their sustainable goals might be. So something we offer on FISA's platform you set up your financial goals. For example, you, you are expecting a return of 5% right, in the next five coming years. And you also want to focus on, I don't know, um, innovation and plastic reduction. So we screen down a universe for you that is going to meet your financial and sustainable goals. Thanks to the fact that we have this huge data library, so we really know every single company, how they are performing on sub-indicators of the E, the S, and the G. That's why the sub-indicators level are so important. And that's why also the product analysis that we do, and again, it's any house research, it's so important.
0: You know, you had mentioned the fact that some of the regulators had uh, sort of uh, reached out to you. And, 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 you know, the sustainability conversation here in the United States is, is, is moving, and, it, and it's moving quickly. At part of that movement involves making sustainability data more transparent uh, and, and, and even obliging companies to make more uh, sustainability data um, uh, public, and uh, relating both to them and, and to their supply chains. I mean, as you see that process moving forward, not just in the United States, but obviously uh, in Europe as well, and that's there's they are already very well on their way when it comes to climate-related uh, disclosures, d- d- what do you see that as doing for uh, you as a startup? I mean, d- does that increase transparency, then... Render you know platforms who are in the sustainability business sort of redundant because it's already out there, or does do you, do you view that as now sort of heightening the demand uh, 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 because there's going to be so much more data aggregation necessary? I mean, like 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 how do you position yourself you know as 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 not just a sustainability friendly company, but but also as
1: a company? Your spot in terms of the marketing expanding on sustainability, and even if we just consider within the U.S., the momentum is picking up. The SEC has created a climate change and ESG task force that is focusing on the materiality of climate change um, as a risk factors into portfolios, and so has increased the necessity for disclosure. SEC has also started examination review on already existing sustainable product. So, as you can see, the demand is there. The demand is also growing. And it might be uh, seen as a way to respond to new upcoming regulation. But also, I believe, is uh, one of the driving force here is the, is the fact that investors want to uh, start moving their money towards sustainable um, portfolios and, and achieve sustainable goals. Now, in the U.S., we have to say we are a little behind uh, what is happening in the European Union. In the European Union, there is a new regulation called 2088 or SFDR, and it's making mandatory to all already existing sustainable product uh, to display impact with a set of uh, already decided metrics called PAI. For example, at Pfizer, we have already implemented those impact metrics, and Um, it's a new feature that we are offering to our European clients, not just to be compliant to the new regulation, but also to finally provide the impact that they are making with their money to their final clients. So regulation is going to be key to move from the stage where we are now, that it's how do we do this? How do we provide sustainable reporting? Or how can we avoid that companies follow into greenwashing but it will not be the only driver.
0: That's pretty interesting because basically, what you're saying, well, you know, like a, as you have more rules and regulation, then to some extent, the disclosure mandate becomes uh, more important and 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 there's a regulatory compliance aspect of uh, you know in of, of some of the services um that a platform designed for sustainability could serve. But then there's also, as you mentioned the the kind of core. Uh, mission uh, as relating to, to to performance and information for for in investors.
1: Yes, and Chris, you also touched base on a very important aspect. What is going to happen to startups that are really moving towards um, innovation and new solution in the sustainable space? So just last week, J.P. Morgan acquired open Invest, a direct competitor of prices and Blackrock, has recently formed a partnership with Clarity AI, another platform in the same space of crisis. We see this big corporate, this big uh, banking uh, and financial institution um, not be probably fully prepared to what is coming next. And so they're looking for uh, innovators in the startup world to really catch up uh, and probably win the sustainable investing race.
0: It is interesting because you have lots of different plays in data, from data collection to data analytics and and, and aggregation. But one thing we know for sure is that sustainability and and the sustainability movement will create new forms of data. And those data will have to have their own accompanying infrastructure. And and this can be pretty costly and, and, and not just a challenge strategically to anticipate. I mean, how, especially as a startup, do you think you've been in terms of being able to thus far navigate those challenges, and and obviously looking forward?
1: So, something important, I believe, for all startup is to succeed is always be a step ahead of what is coming next. We saw the need for sustainable transparency and reporting before it became a request from the European Union and in the states before even before the SEC has started moving his first steps. And this is probably key if you want to succeed, is always to be a step ahead of what is coming next.
0: How did you even get involved in this field? Did you just wake up a sustainability entrepreneur? I mean, what's your origin
1: story? When I was doing my bachelor, and I started studying investing and portfolio management, I felt totally disconnected. Um, I realized that we were focusing on making money in the short term without any consideration on negative externalities that we were generating. And I felt, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be one of those investors that just focus on making a lot of money for their clients in a very short amount of time without really thinking of what is going to be next. I want to generate long-term value. And that's when I came across sustainable investing. Back then, it was called ethical investing. This passion of mine really made me make unique sacrifices and become, by a very young age, the first impact investing fund manager in Italy and one of the first in Europe. And I really wanted to make a difference uh, with the opportunity I had about managing a fund. One day, a client called me. And this client called me and she said, hey, um, I know what you're doing. I, I'm i happy with the performance because again, the two things need to go hand, um, hand in hand. And she said, but how can you prove to me that I am doing something good with my money? How can you prove to me that you are indeed investing in companies that um, promote gender equality? See, at that time, I felt... Powerless. I had so many complicated analysis, so much data I could, you know, argue on, but nothing that I could share her with her in a very simple way, so that she could feel how um, she was making a difference with her investment, and I started thinking, well, the financial industry needs to do something more. I was in, in the position of doing something more, so I started collecting data in data. We call it big data, but I started collecting all the available data out there about the, com- the securities in my portfolio. And at the end, I came up with a simple report with 8 to 10 metrics that was showing how many jobs uh, I created with my with the investment I was managing, uh, how much water I was using, and uh, how many books were uh, donated or sold at a fair price in developing countries. And that was just the beginning of ISIS. My fund from sixty million went up to over one hundred USD in just million, okay, one hundred USD in just a few years. And I felt I was really adding value to my clients in a way that other fund manager could not do it because they were only showing financial performance, financial data. At that point, I decided um, that I wanted to really build a solution. To allow every investors to understand, way behind financial data, how they could change um, for good, um, either the companies they were investing in, or just you know, to have this perception of what really was happening with their money.
0: What's it like, been, you know, uh, raising money for a venture like this? I mean, did, do you get a sense that VCs immediately understand what you're trying to do? Um, or is this something that people just viewed as as a kind of a non profit exercise? And 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 do you think that that perception is changing?
1: Um, if I have to tell you, three years ago, two years ago, probably yes. You are totally right. Um, VC didn't really perceive sustainability or sustainable investing as something that could add value and could really make money, and so there were there was not that much knowledge about it. But now things have really quickly changed. The job of a VC is to really understand the new trend and to understand if a company um, can fastly grow. So right now we are in a very lucky position because we have a lot of VC coming to us and say, we love what you guys are doing, we love the way you've been growing, um, and we would like to invest. And I feel extremely lucky uh, because if I look at the statistics, 40% 40% of startups are funded by women, but only 3% VC, VC funding. And that's very, um, an unfortunate story. Um, and I don't think it should be, it, it is fair. In my own view, like for what Vice's journey has been, um, we, we cannot really complain.
0: Well, this is a very impressive project, and and obviously there's going to be uh, plenty of of, of uh, twists and turns, and also uh, news stories as, as 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 more regulatory and, and market uh, participants participants come into the space. Uh, uh, thank you so very much for joining the show.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. I really love it, and just like we love everything that is um, new and innovative in the fintech industry, and You know, thanks to your podcast, we can always know what is new and what is hot out there. So thank you for having us today.
0: Pivoting the world to sustainable investment will be a generational challenge for any number of reasons. You have to not only think about and define what is sustainable, but you also have to develop a methodology for measuring. And then you have to go out into the world and gather data relating to a company's behavior or impact. Now, there's already plenty of evidence around the world that this process is going to accelerate, even as the delivery mechanism for these data is still very much up for grabs. But what FISIS demonstrates is that, as in other areas, innovators won't be sitting around waiting for the government to act, but will be jumping into the fray now to develop solutions. And in this case, That might not be a bad thing at all. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love to get your feedback. If you'd like to get in touch, just hit me up at Chris Brummer, D-R. That's at C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-M-M-E-R-D-R. We'd love to hear from you.